is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dude to Bet Sports show, where we're talking Oakland and we're talking NFL this uh, this uh, Monday evening. And as Jason says, pretty boring games this week, Papa Dude. We'll really have to scrape uh, to find something to talk about, won't we? I don't know. Where do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's Did crazy. any of them go the way we thought they would as far as uh, point spreads and things of that nature? You know, um, None of them. I don't think I got anything right as far as point spreads, you know, where I thought it might happen. Yeah, it's, it was a wild uh, weekend, but we still got one to go. could be wild. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. All right, yeah, I'll let you choose. Do you want to start with Oakland or do you want to start with the NFL? <sighs> well, let's do Oakland first. Okay, you, you you said it. You want to do Oakland. All right, let's well, do Well, I mean, I, I just – I think we ought to – I think most of the discussion will probably be on the NFL – or do you want to just do it first and save Oakland for last? You just no, I, I think this is smart. We'll get Oakland out of the way, and then we'll finish with a bang, as they say. All right. And, uh, and go all the way into that, uh, to the NFL. All right, let's go, Oakland. I think it's important. Let's talk first about the only stakes that was this weekend. It was the fifth season stakes. Uh, I can talk with Oakland, and, and I'd be very happy because we <laughs> Oakland this weekend. So um, let's start with this one, Papa Dude. It had our favorite horse rated our superstar. I was actually singled in the pick five to the number eight Ginobili in this spot. Uh, Cue up here. I swear they'll break here in a second. There they go out of the gate. So Ginobili gets a flyer kind of out of the gate, gets up to the front, and really never looks back here. He stocks the pace and then just kind of blows him away, doesn't he? Yeah, he was, he was head and shoulders above the rest. You know, if he ran his race, he was gonna he was going to win. And yeah. I mean, it's a little bit better horse yeah. than than the rest of them. And yeah, he yeah. got out in front, and it was kind of Katie barred the door. You tell I'm excited as I keep <clears throat> interrupting you there, but yeah, yeah, I I, I uh, did a, the Rockets uh, video on this, and I kind of said if you thought Ginobili was going to show up with his best, he was just better than that other horses, and that's not really a knock on the other horses. Yeah. This was classier, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he he just had. Well, he was younger, yeah. you know. He was he 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 raced in big races before. Yeah, he was the class of the field. He just had to show up, basically. As as we're watching this unfold, and we hit hit the top of the or hit the top of the turn here, the last turn, yeah. Ginobili takes over. I looked at Heather and I said, Ginobili's got this thing, and if Rated R Superstar wins, he's all of a sudden going to become my least favorite horse because <laughs> I have this single. I really need to hit this pick five which we did, and I was just like, if Rated R Superstar wins from here, I'm going to be super pissed. He ran a good race. Oh, he did. It's not good enough to catch Ginobili. No, he got way too far ahead, yeah. and he's way out here wide. Uh, but look at him go. For a 10-year-old, Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, look at him make up ground, you know, out in the middle of the freaking racetrack, too. <laughs> And imagine if Ginobili hadn't shown up for this race and, and Rated R gets second losing, you know, to the two horse that are running Ray. I mean, that would have been just awful beat for Rated R Superstar if he would have got, uh, if, if, if Ginobili wasn't in this race. So, yeah. Um, he ran great. I think he'll he run well again on this series. 
Oh, he does. I mean, he's unbelievable. A 10-year-old running like that. I'd like to know what his closing fractions were. You know, that's pretty fast for a 10-year-old. Yeah, Jason said he ran two miles. He really did. He really did. He was way out there. And, you know, yeah, and I, I we were watching this race together, Heather and I, and I, you know, we were watching. I said, I don't think rated our superstar is going to fire today. Yeah. And most of us, like, he just, I don't think so. Yeah. He did, though. Give him credit. He's something else. And I wonder where they'll put him next. You think <laughs> they'll, you think they'll could call Whitmore a whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, I think they'll just keep him right here and, and run him, you know, in the Essex and the Razorback and the Oakland Handicap. You think they'll keep running him in those stake races? Yep, that's probably what they will do. So, yeah. um, same with Ginobili. I'd say he'll stay right here and, and run in some stakes. Yeah, races. he should. Yeah. He should. No reason to take him anywhere else. Do you think this could be it for Rated R Superstar? Or do you think he'll run him through the year? I mean, it's, I guess it's, a hard, lot. Yeah, it's hard to say. I. Knowing him, I think he would give Iowa up at Prairie Meadows and uh, and and Remington another run as long as he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess the horse will tell them what to do. I think as long as he's healthy, they'll run him. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I do too. All right, so big win for Ginobili in the fifth season. Let's go to this one. Verifying he won race four on the card at Oakland. It was an allowance race. Had some good uh, prospects or some hopeful prospects. Verifying wins this race, race four on Saturday. I'll play it for you now. A justify got, horse. We've got a Kentucky Derby horse on our hands here, don't we? Yeah, this is a justify horse. Is this one of the first ones? Yeah, yeah. This is a really, really, really nice horse. Like you said, yeah, first crop here. I think this one's got a big future. Yeah. Yes. Uh, gun pilot. Is out in front, right? And that's a gun runner horse. Mm-hmm. And uh, not good enough for sure. But boy, this one's going to turn it on here in just a minute and watch him go. Yeah. And so you mentioned the pedigree on verifying, like I said, justify horse. This is actually a half brother to Midnight Bisu, same dam as Midnight Bisu. So the pedigree is there. He's been running in really tough races. This was yes. a drop in class. You talk about gun pilot not being good enough. Still ran a good race here to he get did. second, I thought. Yeah, and and you know, he's out of gun runner. Gun runner didn't run as well as a three-year-old. Yeah. And that's kind of Asmussen's thing. They get better as they go along, so don't count this horse out yet. The favorite was the two, and the name escapes me at the minute. Something rivers or two what was it? Two, yeah, two Eagles Rivers was stretching out. Actually. They were very, they were close for favoritism. The five actually did go off favored. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, the two was right there with him. The two stretched out, just didn't quite have the punch that right. usually does around one turn. But you know, the two runs pretty well coming down the stretch here. Yep. Uh, but look at that horse go. Look yeah, at I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to rewind it just a bit so people that are watching can see, because I think the last 50 yards or so really are, are impressive. Verifying gets a great trip. That's, that's. Yep the first thing that happened here, but boy, he really took it over. And like I said, the last 50 yards, whew, he really galloped away. Uh, yeah. Short stretch here of a mile race at Oakland park. If this was a mile and 16th, I think he's going to open up and win by even more. Oh, I think like I said, a good horse gun pilot ran well in the spot. Yeah. Yeah. But look at him go. 
Yeah, just stretching out that distance and and galloped out well ahead. Right, big time horse, ninety seven buyer speed figure. And how about this? Verifying runs faster than Ginobili. How about Whoa. that? Yeah, that's that's a. Well, very we'll see run. that one in the Rebel probably. Yes, Rebel. Uh, the Southwest would be, South be too soon to bring you back. Yeah, will not be in the Southwest. Rebel or Risen Star, I would think, for this horse. But, you know, Brad Cox has got a bunch. He does. Uh, here. So, yeah. Will he run him against uh, Victory Formation? That's what he's got to decide. And that's just one of them's got to go Risen Star. One of them's got to go Rebel, you would think. But, oh, wait, you've got Jace's Road. You've got yeah. Corona Bolt. I mean, he's got all kinds of horses. What is he going to do? Southwest, uh, Instant Coffee. I mean, what's he going to do with all of them? I mean, what he's got a bunch. Nice problem to have. It, yeah, it's a very good problem to have. He is really the Bob Baffert of this part of the country right now. Yeah, he's loaded. He's yep. loaded. And we'll he talk is. about the uh, big mystery here in a minute. And that's that's Asmussen. Well, okay, that's a good segue. I'm going to throw this one at you. I didn't tell you to study this one or watch this one, so I will excuse you from this for a second. But all right. Race 10 on the card, Steve Asmussen, who is in a slump for sure, mm -hmm. dominates race 10 on the card here uh, with Shopper's Revenge. Uh, I'll go ahead and play this now. He, he's the number three horse. Okay. He had one race under his belt, the big gray there. You can see him. He had Boy. one race under his belt coming in. It was a lackluster second-place effort at Churchill Downs. I say lackluster. He got second, but he got beat by seven. So. I was I used him on the ticket here where this is the, the last leg of this uh, pick five that was cashed on Saturday. I used him, but I didn't think he'd run like this. I think Asmussen's got a sneaky one here with Shopper's Revenge. Um, you know, Pop D, like I said, you haven't studied this one yet, but went to the front. You're going to see this horse take a challenge from the number six, uh, who is a, who's a Brad Cox trainee and who was my top pick in the race. He turns that horse away with ease. Mm -hmm. I really like how easy this horse is doing it on the front end, real efforts effortlessly. Shopper's Revenge. I don't know that he's going to be elite. This is one you better watch out for. This horse is 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 another one with a tremendous pedigree as well. So yeah, who's what's his uh, what's his pedigree? You know, so offhand, he, he is a tappet. So yeah. that could be why you saw kind of a weird race. For his first start, because tappets usually are a little bit screwy, but the bottom half is stop charging Maria, a fantastic uh, race mare, uh, had a fantastic career for Todd Pletcher. So a great race mare as far as the dam goes, and then tappet on top. This is a really nice horse. It really is, and what an impressive run! Like you said, holding this other one off and and doing it easy. Mm -hmm. Didn't ask him for much. Yeah, he's this is really good. And then again, striding away. We talked about oh, yeah. uh, verifying at the wire how he strided away. Look at that horse just extend that lead. Uh, really, really impressive run for Shopper's Revenge. By the way, stop charging Maria. Uh, some of her highlights. Well, she won the Breeders' Cup Distaff. That's not too bad. Uh, she also won the Alabama and the Coaching Club American Oaks up at Saratoga. She won the Black Eyed Susan. The Demoiselle, I mean, this horse was very, very good. And like I said, tap it on top. Pretty darn good horse here. So we'll keep an eye on this one. And, we'll and that was a mile and a 16th too, wasn't it? Yes, yes. That's yeah. what's impressive. You say that was the horse's second? 
race? Yes, yes. Second on debut at Churchill, and this was his second start. Yeah. And go for a mile and 16th in race number two and win like that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty impressive. I was very impressed. I think he will be in a big time race next. If not next time, then the next time for sure. Jared asks, is he win she'll own? No, Whisper Hill Farm and Three Chimneys Farm own this one together uh, for Asmussen. So not the normal, um, you know, Asmussen ownership group, but uh, ones that he's had some success with in the past. So it's 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 crazy to think uh, what this one could be. Great pedigree. We'll have to see on this one. Yeah, that's that's a good win. Maybe that'll get him kick started. You know, yeah. To kind of wrap up the Oakland talk here. You you mentioned it, boy Asmussen. He just can't get a win. Now I know he got this one, but he has really struggled. Yeah, and and for those of us that have followed Oakland for so many years, this is pretty unusual that he's doing this poorly. Now there's certain years he doesn't do as well at Oakland, but not this bad. Yeah, and uh, I've noticed a lot of his horses are not even the favorite, which is unusual too. They're like five to one, six to one. So I don't really know what's going on. But when you look at the statistics for some of these trainers, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Deodoro, 18 wins. And I don't know if this includes yesterday or not. I got it off the website this morning, but sometimes it's a little late uh, updating. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it included yesterday, but it may not. 18 out of 58. He's won 18 out of 58 at Oakland. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Yes. And then you look at Chris Hartman. 33 starts, 13 wins. Seven seconds, five thirds. He's hitting the top, the board at a 76% rate at Oakland. Yeah. I've never seen that. Never. And I've followed Oakland religiously and charted and everything. I've, I've kept track of them since 2006, and I've never seen anybody hit the board at 76% with 30 or more races. That's incredible. Ron Moquette has got to be thrilled with the yeah. way his horses are running. Uh, 10 wins out of 40. And he usually wins 20 at the meet. Uh, he, he He's very good in, in Arkansas. But he's usually – his percentage is not very good. He's not running as many horses as he usually does, but he's hitting better. He's got 10 first, nine seconds, and seven thirds. Yeah. And I don't – I'm sure you were watching, as I was Sunday, D. Wayne is having a very good meet. Yeah, he is for him. He is. Yeah. Yes, he has five firsts, five seconds, and seven thirds out of 41 starts, and he could have won the first three races Sunday. Yep. He finished second in every one of them, and they were close. So his horses are running pretty well. Yep. No, he's knocked me out of a couple pick fives. Uh, you know, thankfully, not like said, not Saturday or Sunday, but he has with with big yeah. prices and with horses. It's like, man, that horse ran great. You know? Yeah, they're running well. But the top, uh, top uh, off Asmussen, he's four for 73. That's yeah, unbelievable. I know. He's lost a lot of really close races, too. I've never yes. seen him lose so many close ones. Right. Um, I had him singled once. I think it was last week in a pick five, and he was the only one I missed. And he lost by a nose. It's like yeah. that, that's the kind of race Asmussen doesn't lose. No. Uh, he's losing them. Now, what that means, though, 
probably they're going to come back and start winning. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to re- uh, win the trainer's title this year. He's, I don't know. Long way to go. Well, that's true, and he seems to find a way to win a bunch in the last month. Because yep. Oakland is just now heating up. I mean, this would have been the weekend it usually opens, you know, back in the old days, up until a couple years ago. Right. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day is when it usually is open. Mm-hmm. That's when Smarty Jones is run. Yeah, that weekend. And yep. They've been going now for five or six weeks, so it's going to start heating up. And uh, I've been a little disappointed in the fields uh, for the stakes races, but it'll change. Yeah, yeah, it should. It'll change. All right, one last Oakland thing we got to talk about. All right, the NFL, and I we only we're only going to do it because we brought it up earlier in the meet. Big okay. Stoffer called out Rafael Bayerano for for not knowing the finish lines. Do you remember okay. that? Remember that discussion yeah. we had about that? I do. Well. Why do we say it probably isn't the one to try to chastise somebody about that? He's had trouble with that, right? Especially yep. when he first got there, all kinds of trouble. Now, this isn't a Vic Stoffer bashing, but no. on cue, you knew it would happen sometime during the meet. <laughs> called the wrong finish line. Yeah. He, they, they crossed the finish line, the, the first finish line there when they go a mile, and he kept calling the race. So <laughs> Twitter had a lot of fun with him on this. They did. He is a very sensitive guy. Let's he is. It's interesting. I I have, you know, I don't, I don't have anything against Vic, but if you can dish it, you need to be able to take it. That's that's my thing on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And and we both knew we've we've watched the races religiously at Oakland or, you know, this is the one track I try to watch yeah. when I can. And uh, every race. And he does, he does this, you know, this, this will happen again, probably before it's over with. Probably. And, and Oakland, it is kind of tricky where that finish line is yeah. for the mile. Yeah. It is different. But if you're calling the race, you got to know it. You have to. Yeah. And like I said, this is not a, a bashing of his. I think Oakland is an extremely tough place to call the races. I oh, would not yeah. want to do, I wouldn't want to call the races anywhere. First of all, second of all, that track's extremely tough. I have no criticism of him. I think it's just funny. And what happened was the person who called him out for the Bayerano thing, and again, we're on record saying we didn't think that was that big a deal. No, or wasn't any kind of deal no. at all. He had been waiting because the same person that called him out for that knew that this would happen eventually. <laughs> you can tell the minute it happened, I heard oh. it. I thought, oh god, I go oh, on yeah. Twitter and he's got it posted. This guy, so. Yeah. Um, the thing about the thing about Vic, uh, sometimes, and, and I like it, but a lot of people don't. He's got a personality, you know. He's he, and there's no doubt in my mind he loves what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. He loves to call the races. He I think he loves it at Hot Springs. Yeah. You told me he's moved there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he he sometimes he just his personality comes out. I mean, he just really has a good time at the racetrack. I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no doubt. No he doubt. got a big long shot in race. Uh, uh, what was it? The third race. I think he called out the, he called a chapel chapel barn or something like that. I, I just think the overall thing about this. Yeah. I think he's been a, I think he's, he's fine. He's getting into cap or whatever. But I think the overall thing, if you have a weakness, don't call out other people when yeah. they show that same weakness. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Are there any other? You watch every track in the country. Are there any others? And I'm probably showing my ignorance here. That has different finish lines. Yeah, I mean, there, it does happen. There, there are a few for sure. Okay, but there's not a lot, are there? There's not a ton. Um, Gulfstream's kind of got an alternate finish line for a mile sixteenth race. Um, they, but you know, they don't run that distance very often. Oakland runs that distance a lot. Uh, yeah, like. yeah, so, they do. But yes, there are alternate finish lines at other tracks. Um, but Oakland, it does seem to come out more than most because they run a lot of mile races at Oakland. They do. They do. But it plainly says finish on the line there, on the pole, <laughs> when they're running the mile. <laughs> yes, but, you know, the other thing with, with a track announcer, he sits, well, no matter where you're at, what track it is, right on the real finish line. So he does. He's used to, that's the line I'm looking at. And so, you know, it is kind of hard for an announcer. you got to look down the track to call that. Um, so that's why it's true. a lot of times you're not going to, I would assume I've never done this, but I would think that's hard to call like photo finishes and stuff like that. Uh, I wonder if they get close to the wire, if, if you don't look at the screen and not the, the horses at that point. Yeah, it could know. be. And I don't know. That, that, could, that could be with anything. I've never called a race to want to. I don't know. But. No, no, neither. But you know that the track announcer has a lot of other things he's got going on too. You know what I mean? He's yeah, constantly having to do stuff. But you can't. You still. Oh, you can't screw out that you have trouble with yourself. <laughs> exactly. And did he? Did he? Did he apologize? I didn't see that race. Uh no, no. He just overlooked it, like he he does sometimes. He caught himself about four or five seconds after they finished. He caught himself and. Stopped. Oh, he did. Yeah, because I think the jockeys were standing up and stuff, and probably yep. I don't know. <laughs> no, he was not. Ha he was he was given some replies on Twitter that were pretty funny. So yeah, I thought they were. I I read a lot of them. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. All right, let's let's go, let's go on to the NFL. That's our Oakland uh, recap for this week. We'll be back next week with more NFL talk for, or with more uh, uh, Oakland talk for sure. So yeah. It's it was fun. It was funny. All right, let's go on. That, and that's one of the things. Oakland is a the track announcer really matters on a track like that too. It's a you bet. You're, you're kind of a celebrity for sure. So every yeah, more so than other places because it in Hot Springs everybody knows everybody at yep. the track. It's just a little, even though there's thousands of people there, it's it's just kind of like old home week you know everybody knows everybody absolutely they just do. yep yep uh moist ham says which one of you people bet 1.4 million on the chargers when it was 27 to nothing i'm not sure if you saw that papa do but somebody bet 1.4 million uh to make about eleven thousand dollars profit and well they lost one point well million. Um, you, you never bet 1.4 million on the Chargers, no matter what. Uh, Jason said that was Michael because <laughs> the Chargers did take all his money. Hopefully, not 1.4 million. Um, well, listen, we can go quick here. Seahawks 49ers 41-23, the only game that was uh, a blowout, and Brock mm -hmm. Purdy was fantastic. He was. Game. 49ers looked great too. Quick thoughts on that one, then we'll go to the other ones. <sighs> what is going on with this guy? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. He's a great. He story. looks like a million bucks. He does. Um. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we all. I think most of us said if any of them was 
going to not cover the the big point spread. It would be this one. Yep. And you know, there for a while it was seventeen sixteen at the half. Yeah, Seattle yeah. was ahead of the half. Yeah. So and they blew it open late. Um, I don't know the the kid. The guy looks great. He 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 does. And um, I don't know. You got to give him some props. You know. Yep. You got to. He's he he's just phenomenal. No other way to put it. He's becoming Mr. Relevant, not Mr. Irrelevant. Absolutely. Called the last draft pick. Uh, no yeah. Doubt. Now, I will say this, depending on what happens tonight. Um, uh, well, wait a minute. The Niners are locked in to the Giants, aren't they? No matter what happens. Uh, the Niners will play uh, the oh, right. tonight's game. Huh? The Niners are going to oh, play that's the right. Niners that's tonight's game. So, Tampa and Dallas, okay. <sighs> He's already beat Tampa. <laughs> they beat them. Yeah. I don't think Tampa's any better than Seattle. No. Uh-uh. But Dallas is. So I think we can argue if Dallas wins tonight, that might be the best team he's faced as a starter. But I wouldn't bet a nickel on him at this point. Of course, they may not play them. So I was going to say the Giants would definitely be the best team. But we'll talk about the Giants here in just a minute. Yeah, I played with Brees Hall at Iowa State. Brees Hall was having a great season before he got injured uh, with the Jets. So, yeah, that great Iowa good. State uh, group looking pretty darn good with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall leading the way there. Three tight ends. Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy. Uh, you know, I th- I said this game would be a game – or this game would be close going into the fourth quarter, and it was. I did it was. not count for 18-6 to six the rest of the way, though. That was – no, and 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 he had to make play. He had to make plays. You know, he made some plays. He wasn't in like a you have to make this play or we lose situation, but right. he did make plays. They asked him to make plays during the game, and he did. So yeah, give him yeah. credit. He's, Speaking he's, of credit, or I don't even know. What, I don't even know. Okay, so <laughs> where do we begin? The Chargers get up twenty-seven to nothing. Trevor Lawrence is just. I mean, it's bad. Um, it, it looks done. Yes. Jaguars do get a score right for the half. Huge. That was huge. And they come out and outscore them 24-3 to in the second half. Win on a last-second field goals. Jaguars 31, Chargers 30. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you start. I, I don't either. I don't either. I I was watching this game. I was like, this is so bad. And I, I text the boys and I said, hey, I'm I'm turning it over to the hockey. You know, text me if anything starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And they texted me and said, well, they just made it 27-13, but it probably doesn't matter. And I said, okay, I'm turning it back over because it's it could definitely matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers go down after that, get the field goal. It's 30-13. to 13. I'm still thinking that probably did it. Mm-hmm. Just like that, it's thirty to twenty. You blink your eyes, it's thirty to twenty. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I knew the Chargers were beat in this game. Where do you even start? Is it is it all the coach? I mean, no. I can't totally blame the. Co- Don't you have to put some blame on the players? You do. Um, Their defense was just pathetic in the second half. It was. Bosa was an idiot. Yeah. Um, however. If you're allowed to act like that, that's yeah. The way he reacted around his head coach tells us that the head coach has no control over that particular player. Feels that way. Yep. 
Well, it is that way. Come on. Well, okay. Yeah. But I think you can say that yeah. about a lot of head coaches with players. Yeah. Certain players, you don't have any control over. They make more money than you do. They have no fear of you. You know, there's a lot of coaches that have problems uh, with that. So I can't blame him totally, but there's just coaching decisions that don't make sense. Uh, they got too conservative, which is something he's not been. Mm-hmm. You know, they went away with some of the stuff they've they've done that everybody's disagreed with. Yeah. It was like they were just kind of hanging on, yeah, trying to hang on to that twenty-seven to nothing lead. They may not know how to handle that. They're not ahead that far very often. Yeah. Um, and then you got to sit back and you got to give Jacksonville a heck of a lot of credit. They made a lot of plays. They really did. So, but you know, wasting that time out on that challenge. Yeah. No, and they wasted another time out to where they only had one. You just can't do those kind of things. It is odd. They, they, they got, they didn't go for it. Hardly any in this game, which I don't think that really got him beat, but it was odd that he went away from us. Yes. And like Jason said, he's kept throwing like, they, I know. they got a great back. It's just like just run it and, and run the ball. Time. I mean, I don't know. I don't either. I didn't think Herbert played very good in the third, second half. He couldn't make a play. Yep. Uh, it's a, it's, there's no way they should have lost that game. They're way better than Jacksonville, yep. talent wise. Yep. You just can't lose that game. Nope. You can't. But, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I, I think you got to give him some credit for bouncing back. Um, it was kind of a combination. He wasn't playing well, and anything that could go wrong did go wrong for him. So a couple of those interceptions, it's like, damn, like they're not helping him at all, yeah. you know. Um, and then a couple of them were horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so it was a combination of both. Uh, I mean, it was just this game was so odd. And then the announcing in this game – Oh, yeah. It felt like a preseason game almost. Well, I, as I said on the Daily Show, I was very, very uh, – I had a huge day Saturday, and that game was late. Yeah. And I was kind of drifting out in and out of sleep. Uh, so I just kept hearing the announcers, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with them? What? what where's the excitement? I mean, this was a tremendous comeback. Yeah. And it was just low key, like you said. It was really odd because, I mean, Al Michaels is one of the best ever. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, is what? What do you? What do you think? Has he? Has he just lost it? Uh, maybe he's pretty damn old. I, I don't think people realize how long he's been doing. Well, maybe do. his um, most famous call, maybe. Yeah. Arguably, is the hockey game. Yeah. That was 1980. Well, and I've never listen. We've we've watched Al Michaels for a hundred years, right? Yeah. He never got on or, or thought or even said privately. Oh, he's a pro. He's a pro. Like he's he seemed great. I mean, I've never heard him be bad, but he was bad. Tony Dungy was was not helping, but that's not really him. He's not really a play uh, or a color announcer. He's more of the in he's studio, a, you know, studio so, guy. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, Dungy was bad, but. 
that was kind of to be expected, but Michaels has got to be better. Yeah. And the, do you believe in miracles? That's, that was him. So that was 43 years ago. Yeah. I'd say he was. He so was he was probably, you think he was 40 then? He probably was. Let's just look up. Let's look it up here. Um, and he hasn't been doing any games, right? No, he does those. He's been on those Amazon games. Uh, oh, see, dude, that's right. That's where I've heard him. Al Michaels is 78 years old. Okay, he's not quite as old as I thought. Yeah. I don't know. It was a strange, you know, way of announcing games. And then fast forward to last night. It was very exciting the way those guys were calling the games last night. Well, look, this this shit is was great. Like, if you're calling the 49ers game and it's the last eight minutes of the game, I get it. But this this what was happening was was crazy no. in this Chargers Jaguars game. I, I don't get it. And, and that was usually, one of the greatest comebacks. Usually, an announcer, whether they they don't really mean to do this, but they kind of feed off the energy of the home crowd too. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, Usually they'll give that home team a little bit bigger call just out of yes. naturally that's what happens. Have to talk over the crowd, right? Yes, and and uh, I know the crowd was nuts. I've seen live videos of people in the crowd; they were going insane. So um, well, I'm going to ask you this: mm-hmm. on your where you were watching, what you stream it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I thought the crowd noise was muffled on the t- on this game too. You couldn't hear them. Yep. You couldn't hear them. What was going on there? Yeah. Yeah. Because I kept thinking, why is it so quiet from that crowd? Yeah. When I was seeing them out there going crazy, but yeah. the noise just wasn't there either. So it was really odd. It was odd. It was definitely odd. Um, but yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. Weird game all around. Big, big win for the Jags. Got to go to. Going to go to Kansas City. Probably not going to go well. But we'll talk about that. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This game was nuts. Nuts. I couldn't listen. Okay. Bills win 34-31. Get that out of the way. They didn't deserve to win this game. I thought mm-hmm. the Dolphins outplayed them for three of the four quarters of the game. Yep. Everything that could go wrong went wrong early for the Dolphins. And you're thinking, this is done and over with. And this is going to be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins fight back. The Bills are clearly choking through a lot of this game. Now, they do make a couple plays to win it. Give them credit for that. They did. They're trying to lose this game for a long, long time. They do get it done, though, 34-31. What did you think of this one? Well, Dr. Tang texted me when it was 17 to nothing. Bills. He goes, this game's over. Yeah. And I thought I, I texted him back, and I said, yeah, there's no sense watching this because I thought they were going to blow them clear out of, out of the stadium. Yeah. Because the Dolphins – quarterback situation was so bad and they already had 17 early he looked helpless he was but you got to give him credit late yeah yeah he played well in the second half he did and i thought the dolphins played their guts out i thought once they got back in the game they got to feeling it they took it to the bills yeah and if i was a bills fan i would be a little worried because i don't think josh allen looks right no he made some of the – there was one uh, possession uh, where they threw two bombs and then a little short pass and gave the ball right back to the Dolphins. I couldn't figure that out. Mm-hmm. You're right. They choked. They were they, – they're damn lucky to win the game. And let's talk about Miami and the stupidity of that coaching staff. You, 
I think this is going under the radar. Well, it is because they were such a big underdog and they fought back and mm -hmm. you kind of had the feeling of, wow, Miami, they're doing a great job. And then yeah. you get the delay of game on a fourth and a foot. And it's like, it's kind of people are like, well, yeah, but they look, they almost beat them, you know, but they may have won the freaking game. If that I think if they get the first down there, they at least are going to kick a field goal to tie it. I agree. And there's no excuse. No on fourth and a foot to get a delay of game. There's absolutely no excuse. And I read somewhere where he got confused on what down it was. Well, that's just crazy. And if that's true, yeah. and I've said this on this show and for years, there's too many coaches over on that sideline. There's too many coaches yelling, screaming. The, the communication has got to be, you know, there's people yelling and everything. I There's too many. Yeah. But you got to. Because we were talking about this this morning. With the rules the way they are now in college and the NFL, where you can push the quarterback forward. Yeah. They only needed a foot. Yeah. Get him up there, run a quarterback sneak, and have your two backs push him. And it's pretty close to impossible to stop that. So you, you talk about the delay game and how terrible that is. Let's talk about the play that they were getting ready to run if they don't yes. get the game. They're in the shotgun, and he turned backwards and handed the ball off. They yes. Yeah. And how many times in that game, in that last sequence there, did they get a penalty that helped them? Yeah. Because <laughs> if they had run the play that they were going to run – the Bills had that snuffed out for nothing. Oh, the problem the Bills were going crazy because you could barely hear the whistle. And, yeah. and it was like he lost six yards. They hit him before he ever even hardly got the ball. Yeah. And so it's like, well, thank God there's a delay of game because you just ran the dumbest yeah. play. That's the, the overall theme that I got from the NFL all week is these coaches make this game way too complicated. You just got to within fourth and a foot. There's no reason to even huddle. The automatic play should be quarterback sneak. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially when you can push the guy now. Exactly. Those sneaks are, are hard to stop. Oh. Unless you do it from like the two-yard line and the quarterback holds the ball out. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, this play is not getting talked – this coaching decision is not getting talked about enough. Right. And then the crap that went on in the Ravens game, there's just no <laughs> – we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. To me, this is a lot worse than what Staley did. It's in the Chargers game. Well, again, you're just not going to hear it because the expectation no. levels were so low. Yes. And the Bills, I'm sorry, maybe they're going to get on a roll and win the whole thing. The Bills are so freaking inflated in people's heads. They are. If you have been paying attention, they have not been good. Jason says they haven't looked right for a month. I think it's been longer. They have sucked. Well, Samich points out a lot that they're banged up. In the secondary, he keeps he keeps saying that, and uh, I do think they've got a few injuries on. But I think it's Allen. I don't think he looks right. He's inconsistent. I, there were some throws in this game. I was like, damn, that's a good throw. Or, oh damn, yeah, that was a good run. Then there were some plays where it's like, that guy, that's not good. No, I thought he played pretty poorly, well, and uh, he better play better than that. Uh, listen, from what we saw this weekend. And you can't just go by this weekend. No. The Chiefs, <laughs> who's going to beat them in the well, AFC? 
the one thing I'll say is these two teams, like the the Bills and the and the Bengals, they were division games. Those are always yeah. tough. I mean, it's just one week, all that kind of stuff. I don't think the Bills can beat them. I'll just go on the record. I don't I think, do not think the Bills can beat them. I don't. The thing is, too, and I texted you last night, when you're a heavy favorite, like these two teams were. Yeah. Okay. And you're playing a team without a quarterback, mm-hmm. as both of these teams were. It's uh, it's hard to it's hard to win them. It really is. And then you make all kinds of mistakes and let them in the game. It's tough. It's tough to win these kind of games. May have got that out of their system now. Next week, you know that's a toss up game in my opinion. The Bills and the Bengals. So you just go out and play next week. You're probably going to see both teams at their best yeah. next week. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're going to have to be better. They're going to have to be better. Let's let's talk about this one. This was a great game. It just it no was. like crazy, bizarre, unbelievable shit happened. But it was a really good game. Giants thirty one, Vikings twenty four. Um, what man? I thought the Giants played great. I think they looked great in this game because I don't think Minnesota was awful. I thought they played all right. I'm going to say that Sandy and I are sitting there watching. We'd watched the first fiasco, Miami and Buffalo, and we're both sitting there. What the hell is going on? This is the NFL. Yeah. And then we watched this, and and she, you know, she goes, "Now this is a well played football game," and it was. It there was. wasn't any stupidity going on in this game. Yeah. And I'm with you. I was going to make the comment. To me, this is the most impressive team I saw. Well, you got to throw the 49ers in there too, but the Giants were solid. They were solid in this game. Uh, Barkley's, he's, I'm telling you, he's pretty good. And let's not forget, he's been hurt the last couple of years. And we got to give the quarterback a little bit of credit, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. This he kid is playing great. great in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Has he, I've never, I, I, you know, first couple of years, I, you know, nobody watched the Giants. They weren't any good. Did he run the ball in his early in his career? Like he's running the ball now. I think he's running it more effectively right now. He's always been able to run, but it seems like they've got him. He he knows when to run, when to when to not a little bit better. He's always been a good runner, but he he is he's really effective. It's dangerous. He looks good. And uh another thing, you know, in the offseason, the Giants did everything they could to help him. They got some two or three offensive linemen to come in and improve the offense. In other words, they improved the offense around him. And the key is Barkley is healthy. That's a hell of a football player. Man, he made some runs now. Yeah. He's he's good. Uh, this will be a great game between yeah. them and the Eagles. It's, I would not want to be playing the Giants right now. But somebody on the Daily Show yesterday, and we kind of over – we didn't really say anything about it. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Jason or maybe even Michael. We were bragging on the Giants, and somebody said, didn't they go 3-6-1 and one down the stretch? Mm-hmm. And I think they did. But they kind of righted the ship the last couple of weeks and won a couple of games, and they got to playing better. But they, you're right. They, they stumbled in the middle of the season. But another thing, and, and you know, we we, we – uh, talked about it that if the Vikings lost it would be Kirk Cousins fault yeah and and he played all right there was nothing the way wrong with the way he played you know the Giants scored 31 points I think you got to blame the Vikings defense a little bit Mm -hmm. but the last play of the game 
Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Great quarterbacks don't make that throw. The throw had no chance. You know, you got to just throw it downfield rather than throw it there. What was he thinking? What what in the heck do you, do you think that back could break that tackle? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It was a dumb dumb decision. Um, he played pretty well, and then yeah. everybody's going to talk about that. But yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I, Rob, here's another thing. I was talking about how these these NFL coaches make the yeah. game way too complicated. I don't know if you're watching at this point. Third down and one. Yeah. And they throw a backwards pass to Justin. Justin Jefferson, who throws it back to Kirk Cousins on third and one. one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's you just don't do that on third and one. No, you don't really. You don't do that. It's a great call on first and ten. I don't know if it's ever or even second one, maybe. to throw it back to or to Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't get it. And no, I thought this was a really good game because let's face it, the Vikings are kind of a fraud at thirteen and four. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people are surprised the Giants won. No, I'm not surprised either. We talked about it. I think it would go either way. I thought I thought Minnesota would sneak by him, um, yeah. but I thought it would be pretty much like what we saw. I thought it would be close, be back and forth, a lot of you know anxious moments, and it ends up the Giants were just better. So um, good win for them, man. They're, like I said, they're fun to watch, very well coached, and I agree with Jason. They don't have the talent, but, man, they – play well and they, mm-hmm. they have great schemes so we'll yep. see if they can beat the eagles though that's going to be a different and if you don't turn it over you got a chance in this league i agree i agree and here's the thing with the eagles they struggle stopping the run they're going to struggle with them it's going to be tough i think i haven't seen the line yet and we'll talk about it on thursday i think that'll yep. be a close game i do too yeah all right final one <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching here. Bengals win at 24-17. That's not the lead, though. The Ravens were getting ready to win this game. I have no doubt if they're getting ready to win. It's 17-17. Quarterback sneak. It's too far to run it. They run it anyway. Huntley puts the ball up. Knocked out of the hands. Bengals take it 98 yards the other way while blocking Mark Andrews in the back. at about Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen anything like this in a bigger moment? I think I think we need to take a poll. Uh, who choked the worst, the Bills or the Bengals? I, I'm, I'm going to go the Bills because the Ravens are a little – they're one of those teams that are kind of hard to beat, you know? Yeah. yeah. But you're right. They score there. I don't think the Bengals win the game. I don't think they do. And I think it's a credit to the Ravens after a play like that to come back and play as well as they did down the last 10 minutes of that game yeah. when their hearts had got to be crushed, you know. Yep. And Mark Andrews deserves it. Somebody posted on Twitter today, this is what high school coaches should show their players when they talk yeah. about effort. If you haven't seen that, replay it. Because he was what? 25 yards, but 20 yards behind that guy when he started trying to chase him down. Yep, and he went and, and he would have got him. He would have caught him if he hadn't been hit in the back. I kept waiting for a flag. Yeah, I did too. What a play. I mean, what an effort. That's what I'm saying. It was. It was. 
you know, the Bengals score here to make it 17 to 10. And I'm thinking, okay, they're, this is where they're going to pull away, yeah. you know, because I just didn't think the Ravens could match him. Hmm. The Ravens didn't really have all that much trouble moving the football in this game until that big play happened for the Bengals. And then all of a sudden the Bengals could stop them a little bit, but throughout most of this game, the Ravens killed themselves with turnovers. They and did. Plays. They looked like the better team to me. Yeah, they they were last night. Yeah, this is one of these things. You know, you played them last week. You handled them easily. I'm talking about the Bengals. They beat the Ravens handily last week. You're basically playing the same team again yeah. this week. It's hard to get yourself ready, even though it is a playoff game. But I want to talk about Harbaugh. Okay. How can you not call timeout? I don't know. I know exactly what he was thinking. Run the clock down to it. If we do score, we're going to go for two. There's no doubt they were going to go for two. Yeah, we would have been the right call, I think. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah. Got to get the touchdown first. Right. But the stupid thing about this is you don't have your starting quarterback. Yeah. So you put this game in the hands of your backup, and he's got to make plays, and he's not good enough, John. Yeah. you got two timeouts in your back pocket, and you put your team in a situation that with two timeouts, you could have run the ball. You could have done so. I saw their running back. He was throwing – a fit in an interview after the game. Yeah. Dobbins was pissed. He was pissed, and I don't blame him. Well, he, he was mad about two things. One, why didn't he get a carry down on the goal line when they yes. got 17 to 17? From the three-yard line when they exactly. – He flat out said, if I would have got the ball, we would have scored, which, you know. Well, he might have. That's a pretty strong statement, though, that the coach – the cro- Yeah. Coach in, in the in – the, the, the play before the last one, or, the, or two plays before the last one, Mark Andrews was wide open in the middle of the field, and the quarterback didn't see him, and he threw it out of bounds or whatever he did. But, you know, you get in those situations there, you need a Tom Brady. You need a – if you're going to put the game in the hands of your quarterback, yeah. you better have Mahomes yep. or a young Tom Brady. Or a Manning or somebody that can make that play. You can't let a young quarterback get in that situation. It was a pathetic job of coaching. I don't care what anybody says. He doesn't get criticized near enough either. He's awful. If you watch this team week in and week out, he's pretty bad. He does some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Now, they win a lot of games. They do. And they're always competitive, and I think he does a decent job. My God, the guy's been there for what, 25, 25 years? He's probably, I don't, I, he's a, yeah, I don't think it's been that long. Well, when did they win the Super Bowl? Uh, it's been a long time ago. He was the coach. What, how, how much? No, the coach was, oh, uh, no, I can't think of that guy's name. Let's see. I think he, he has won a Super Bowl, though. Oh, yeah. Let's see. He has been there since 2008. Okay, so he's been there 15 years. Yeah. So you were only off 10 years. Now, who was that coach? I wish I could think of that guy's name. I haven't seen him. Uh, uh, yeah, Brian something. Yeah, Brian uh, Billick. Yes. Yeah, yeah he flamed out pretty quick after they won that Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think Harbaugh does a good job, uh, uh, but. Well, I think Harbaugh's a good coach. I think he's a horrific game manager. This is not the first time he's done stuff like that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, I can't, you know, the announcers are sitting there going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> no, no, no. They were wanting to call timeout for him, you know? <laughs> I mean, I thought Tariko was going to go nuts. I think it was Tariko. Yeah. yeah, it was him and Collinsworth, wasn't it? I thought – I, you know, and they're they're trying not to criticize the coach. They're trying their hardest not to, yeah. but they're both saying, he's got two timeouts. Yeah. He can run the ball. they got plenty of time. They just let 30 seconds run off the clock. <laughs> well, you're right. I feel like I feel like I knew what he was doing. They didn't want to give the ball back. They wanted to score with literally like zero seconds. But – you can't start playing around like that. No. So you're like in at the five or something, or at least inside the 10. Like, yes, we're close enough. They were on the 30. Yeah. They can, you, you can't, you can't, you can't start doing that. Well, you know, this seems to be the thing now in the NFL and in college too. You get the ball with three minutes left, three, especially in the NFL because the clock doesn't stop like it does yeah. in college so much. Yeah. You don't want to give the other team the ball. So you you do everything you can to run the clock down to nothing, and you, you got to score first. You can't. You just can't assume you're going to do it. You know. No, no. I mean, you can do things to some respects, but still, you can't. You can't try to just hey, we're going. Especially like I said with a backup quarterback, yeah. and you just can't. You can't. Do no. Um, no. You're asking this guy to to make a fantastic play in the clutch. And he's not your starting quarterback. Well, I wouldn't want Lamar Jackson to do it either. But that's well, no, I wouldn't either. And and one last thing on that: Lamar Jackson does not even travel to the oh, that's ridiculous. with the team. He's he is done with this. We were franchise. talking about this that this morning. Yeah, uh, they're in a situation. What are they going to do? Uh, I don't think they sign him either. And if he doesn't make the trip, what does that tell the teammates? I mean, come on. We, you know, Heather and I were watching this game. We were talking about it, and I told her the injury, and she goes, "Well, I, you know, he might, he might be having some troubles." And then they said he's not even at the game, and she's like, "Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably like he's done. Like he's just what, not gonna play." What do you think they can get out of him? I can't get shit out of him. They're gonna lose him to free agency. Right, but could you get anything anyway? I don't, I don't. Here's the thing. He's hurt all the time. So here's the thing. And I think it was Collinsworth. It was Collinsworth or Tariko once said it, and they were right. And they didn't mean it like this, but this yeah. is how it, it came off. They said, you know, when they were running the ball and having so much success, they're like, this is like when you face an academy school in college and you haven't ever, you don't ever face them. Good. They're yeah. often because what it means by that, if you don't know, the academy schools like Air Force, uh, Army, Navy, they run the triple option. They run, right. uh, you know, uh, you know, it's not the wishbone anymore, but it's a version of the wishbone basically. And it's sometimes they will really surprise teams that they don't play very often that aren't aren't ready for it or never see it. And that's what he was explaining. Like they, everybody knows the Ravens are going to run, but they run. They their offense is so unique that it's hard to stop because mm -hmm. nobody else does it. That's the problem with Lamar. He cannot run a regular offense. So he handcuffs you offensively, right? Like yeah. you can't get a regular backup quarterback. That's true. Because you have to get a quarterback that can run Lamar's that offense. That can do the same thing, yeah. Now, Lamar is a decent player for sure. He is. And, and, but 
you only can do one certain thing with him. It's not it's not going to work with him ever. And I'm sorry, and I, it's not it's it's not even anything against him. Even I think he's a a different type oh, of yeah. athlete and a good a player. Athlete, good player. He really handcuffs you offensively. What you can do. And here's the other thing we're seeing with each passing year, he gets hurt more. And the older you get running the ball in the NFL that much, you know, and I'm kind of wondering how long will Jalen Hurts survive? You know, though, I feel like Jalen throws the ball better than Lamar. Well, I don't think there's any doubt. And he's a little bigger. I don't know. Lamar's pretty big, too. They're pretty similar with size. Yeah, I, I don't know. Jalen may be a little bit thicker. I think yeah. he's a little bigger. Not hit, not a lot, but he's a little bigger. It seems like he doesn't get hit as much. I don't know. I haven't been in the league as much either. That's so. right. And, and we saw that he got hurt this year. Well, and it, if you've noticed with the Chiefs, Mahomes doesn't run the ball near as much as he used to. Yeah. So if you look at what Mark is saying here, if you're a, if you're a fan of another team and he's coming, you don't really want him. No. Here's the other problem, and he makes a good point. He's running quarterbacks. This is what happens to them, right? That's they what I was trying to say, long, yeah. And they don't last very long. So no. what, what you can do is say, okay, we're not going to run him as much. And then you get into the point where he's not he that, he's not any more valuable than some guy like, say, a Brock Purdy. If you're running him a regular offense and yeah. he's not running, yeah. his talents aren't any better than what you could get a cheap quarterback for. You're yeah. getting him for this whole dynamic package. He's hurt a lot. If he starts to slow down running – it's it, he ain't so you look at the Ravens then if they lose him will they take a fall next year because no I don't think they will at all well they're gonna have to find somebody I think they'll go back to running a normal NFL offense okay, they gotta get a quarterback, quarterback they can run that they'll offense. have to get a quarterback somewhere well, they're gonna yeah. have to get a quarterback yes they can't yeah. go out there and, and throw Huntley out there next yeah year. but you got to find somebody if you get a guy that can run a normal offense all of a sudden do you think if the Bears decide to go a different route with that number one draft pick and pick a Stroud or the kid in Alabama will Justin Fields be somebody the Ravens might look at if you want to run that same offense, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think he would be very good in it. He's another one, though. He's hurt all the time. But it'll be interesting. You know, these NFL coaches, they don't really like to change what they do. So you bring in Lamar, and now you're in your, your normal NFL style of offense. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, and, and to me, if I was the Ravens, I would scrap what we've been doing and get a regular quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have a good team. I mean, they have pieces. They they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting offseason because you got him. What are the Bears going to do with their situation? Will they keep fields and try to improve themselves other places? Yeah. You know, what's Green Bay? What's going to happen there? It's uh, going to be an interesting. Tampa, what's going to happen in Arizona? Arizona, Tampa, what's going to happen with Brady? Yeah. Where's yeah. he going to go? Where's Sean Payton going to show up? Is it going to be the Chargers? Exactly. It's, it's Don't you think if the Chargers were going to fire that guy, they would have already done it? Or are they waiting? Hard to say. Hard to say. I don't know. Maybe they're waiting to see if they can get a Sean Payton. 
Could be. I, I think Sean Payton with the Chargers would be oh. fun. <laughs> yeah, that might be a pretty good hire. And there's all kinds of rumors that uh, Sean Payton's going to go to Denver. It's, Sean Payton's not going to Denver. Denver's not going to get a good coach, period. It's not going to happen. And I, I, I like Denver. Me but too. Nobody's, nobody's going to go there. They're going to take a flyer on some guy, and they're going to have to hope they hit a home run. They're not yeah. going to get a guy like Sean Payton. It's not going to happen. No, I don't think so either. They're in a mess. They, they can't They can't do anything. Like, now, the deal with Sean Payton is if you get him, don't you have to give New Orleans something? Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. like trading for a coach, yeah. yeah that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Only in the NFL. And a lot of people saying the Chargers own are too cheap uh, to hire. Uh, I, I'm going to throw this out there, too, and let everybody fight about it. I've been watching the NFL for a long time. And I have to say, to me, the quality of play is the worst I've ever seen in the NFL. I agree. The overall quality of play is pathetic, and I've never seen worse quarterback play, for the most part, than I have this year. Your good ones are really good, but after that, it drops considerably. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, and, and then you've got to add the coaching decisions to it. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it's just some – these games have just been – Mind-boggling, sitting there watching them. Uh, now the game, and there's been some exciting games. There's no doubt about that. But the quality of play, you know, I don't know. It's bad. It's been bad all year. And what do you do? What What do you do with a guy like Bosa? How do you discipline him? I mean, it just did he just lose his mind? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, we do have a game coming up here pretty good. Oh, cool. here's the bandy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this line's been two and a half or three pretty much the whole time here. Cowboys, three-point favorites right now. Final answer here. We've talked about the sum. I'm going to go Tampa. Where are you going? I'm no, you are. I won't be a bit surprised. Uh, buddy of mine were talking today about Dallas. And he doesn't like Prescott either. And he knows football pretty well. He made a great point. He said, remember when Prescott was hurt and the other guy played, how efficient the Cowboys looked? Yes. And he goes, and what did they do? They just asked the other guy to make the plays he could make, and the rest of the team rallied around him, and they played extremely well. And he's of the opinion that Prescott's not an elite quarterback, and I don't think he is either. And he goes, he, he said, if they would come out and limit that game plan a little bit and let the rest of that team play, he said, I think they went easy tonight because they're not going to do that. So if you remember on the Daily Show, I don't know if you, you may have been gone that week or something going on. Uh, Samich and I were talking about it, and I said, you know, the best quarterback is the guy playing right now for Dallas, not Prescott. It, no, I was on. And Samich had the theory, was a good theory of what you just said. He's like, they get their game plan is much easier on the quarterback. He said, so they need when they, when Prescott comes back, they need to keep this game plan. Well, let me ask you this. Let me throw this out there. Do you think, because this is what we were talking about today, uh, Prescott may not want to run that game plan. Maybe. He's got more power than the coach. Yeah, that's possible. And he might veto everything they do, so I ain't doing that. Yeah. 
We don't know how much of that actually goes on in the NFL. We don't know. Yeah. I guarantee it goes on in Green Bay. Yeah. And I think it probably does in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might be. <clears throat> yeah. But who are you picking? Who are you picking? Oh, see Tampa all year. If they can somehow keep it close, they're going to win mm-hmm. at the end. I, I just know that. I just think they will. But I don't know if they can. Dallas should stuff them with their defense. Yep. Tampa's defense is good. It's pretty good. So they should be able to limit Dallas. I'll just say this. If the game's close, Tampa's going to win. I think Dallas is going to – they can't win a close game. I don't think they can beat them in a close game. So it needs to be Dallas by 10-plus or – yeah, I think if it comes down, I mean, would you want to would you want to bet against Tampa if they're in the game in the fourth quarter? Well, no, and I think they're going to be, and that's why I'm taking Tampa. I hope so. I think it'd be great. I think they'll win. I think it'd be close. I don't think Dallas will them out. I think it'd be a close game. Well, um, yeah. I kind of feel like it's going under. I know every game went over. I kind of feel like this one might go under. It has to go under if Tampa's going to win. I agree with that, yeah. yeah. They cannot – Tampa's not scored any points all year. Right on cue, Sydney says it. It's either Tampa in the under or Dallas in the over, and that's, that is probably accurate. I don't think Tampa can score more than 20. I think Tampa can Unless win. Unless Dallas so, turns it over. T- Tampa can win the game 20 to 17, I think. Oh, I think so. You know, I've watched Tampa a lot, and I think they're ma- the major thing I can see the difference between the Brady of all not saying this is Brady's fault. I don't know that he has any weapons. They can't score when they get in the red zone. They kick tons of field goals. I've noticed that in a lot of games. They get inside the red zone a lot. They move the ball pretty well from the 20 to the 20. They don't have a running game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Mark with a very wise comment. When the coach is Kermit and the quarterback is Miss Piggy, <laughs> it gets very toxic. Don't forget that, folks. Well, I've I've always said this. Somehow, the great NFL coaches have some quality about him, about them, that those players believe in whatever the guy says. And yeah. some of them have got it, and some of them don't. You know, and I I remember what Steve Spurrier said when he failed. And I've heard Stoops say this. If you're a head coach, you better be in charge of personnel. Yeah. Because that's the only way you get their respect. If you're not in charge of personnel, you're just supposed to coach whoever the guys get in there for you to coach. They, you don't have any power. Yeah. So you take a guy like Belichick. He gets rid of you. Yeah. I think Andy Reid has that kind of power in yeah. Kansas City. If he doesn't, he should. I think uh, Tomlin in Pittsburgh has that kind of respect slash power. Yep. Shanahan in San Francisco does. So I think, you know, the good ones, they respect you. And you take a guy like Staley. Personally, if I was an NFL team, I would not hire a coach younger than 40. I just think that's stupidity. I just do. I think you got to be very businesslike in the NFL. And I think you got to be honest, and you, you got to treat them, you know, like like businessmen. And, and, you can't you know, yell at them; that won't work. 
Mm-mm. You know, you can't berate them. That won't work. Because the bottom line is they do have more power than you do. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not on scholarship. You know, you're not you don't have much control over those guys. Yeah. So you gotta hope you get the right mix in there. And they'll halfway do what you ask them to do. And I think for the most part they do. But you never know when they're going to get off, go off and do no, something. No, no. No, you can't predict that kind of thing that happened, like with, with the Boza situation. So. Well, and the thing, too, you can't predict. And, and really, back to the Ravens, what beat them was the fumble. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's not the coach. No, no. That, That's not but the that coach. caused the coach to get exposed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many, like, basketball games do you watch? And a team loses a close one, and somebody missed a free throw. Mm-hmm. Front end of a one and one, they didn't make it. That's not the coach, right? Yeah. That's not the coach, but the coach gets blamed, right? Because they lost the game. I think it's funny. Uh, real quick, we were at a local college game Saturday, and they played great. And but the other team was super. They got down to the nitty-gritty, and they were ahead by one or two. They missed the front end of a one-and-one. The other team took advantage of it and ended up winning the game. And They they tied it at regulation. They missed the front end of a one-and-one in overtime. They could have given them the lead. So we get in the car, and Sandy goes, then she wouldn't be mean or anything. She goes, I just – what did that coach do wrong to lose that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandy, you're married to a coach. You know better than to say that. <laughs> well, that's what happens sometimes. Similar, similar situation. I, 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 one of my good friends coaches the uh, high school basketball girls. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, one of my cousins plays, and the other cousin is the is the assistant, right? right? And yeah. so I've been going to a lot of their games, and went down. They played a team, and that team just had better players, and. He came up to me after the game. It was a close game. They, they kept it fairly close. They had a chance. And he said, you know, what What would you have done different in this game if you were me? I said, well, I try to go recruit some other girls that are better. And I would I would go that route. And he looked at me and I said, you, you, you didn't have the best players. No. Like, there's nothing you could do. You couldn't score. And this thing had a girl that could score. <laughs> you're, you're not going to win. And if, it does. It comes down to players 99% of the time. Well, I know exactly who you're talking about, and they cannot score. And if you can't, can't score, score, you're going to get beat against good teams. They held the other team to 40 points and lost. And I said the other team had a really, really a talented girl, and mm-hmm. they played a box and one, and they frustrated the hell out of her, and they held her to like 12 points. I said, you did everything you could do, but – you didn't account for the fact you were going to shoot like eight percent in the game. Well, and the very shot. next game, the very next game, they scored twenty-four points. Yeah, they can't score. If they could score, they would be really good. But you know, and so there's in basketball, you have to be able to put the ball in the basket, and you have to make a big shot when you got to make it. You and if to. you miss it, you get beat in a close game. That's the way it is. Basketball, you have to score. You have to make shots. You have to. You have to make shots. You have to go make. And in football, you got you got to have a quarterback that can make plays. I mean, yeah, yeah. In football, it's a lot easier to win if you have talent. If you're better than the other team, 
I'm talking at the high school level, not pros. Everybody's got talent in the pros. The high school level, if you if you're better than the other team, you're going to win. Yep. It's not that hard. Yeah, basketball. You can be better than the other team. You can't make a basket. You get your ass beat. It's that simple. <laughs> that's, that's that's athletics. Yeah, it's 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 at the end of the yep. day, a coach can only do so much. Um, yep. And yeah, that's just that. Well, is how many times have we heard? Really impressive because that roster isn't great, and they no. just continue to win. He's got them in a perfect system, and they're playing it perfectly, and that's yep. the key. How many times though we heard Barry Switzer say it's not coaching. This is college. Right. It's you got to go get the players. You get the yeah. players, you win. Yeah. If you put well, them everybody, our- everybody thinks. Well, they they don't, but they should. That Venables can't coach, and it's it's not doesn't have any new coaching. You get you have to get got to get players. Players. They got to make because <laughs> so, when you get in close games, the players usually win the game. So. Yep. You have to make plays. You have to. Yeah. And basketball. How many times have you seen a team go down and they get a perfect shot? They've run their offense. They the offense got them the shot and they can't make it. Uh, they don't make it a lot over the last month. Let's put that's it not coaching. That's players. You know, if you're getting the shot and you don't make it, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> so I don't know. That's why you can't find coaches anymore. Nobody wants to do this stuff. Yep. Yep. Can't find referees either. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> why anybody want to do that? I have no idea. That's another thing altogether. Yes. Yep. So, All right. Well, that's it. We're out of here. That's our yep. rant. Games kicking off. The game is two minutes away. Plus, uh, hockey's getting ready to start. So time to All go. Right. All right, guys. That's it. Great show. Thanks, everybody. Yep, thanks everybody for coming on, and we'll be back on Thursday with another show. We'll talk about all these uh, divisional round games. Should be some good ones um, as we progress towards the Super Bowl, and we'll talk a little Oakland Park as well for sure. All right, all right, guys. We will see you next time. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman. And it's Bob the Coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.